Man, come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Um, but, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and... Before what's you, up? Before you even get into that, we got to talk about Tennessee, man. <laughs> yeah, you tried to slip uh, past that one. No, I ain't going to let you... I'm not letting you off the hook. Nice. Play to work sports. sports. What up, world? Back at it again. Late to work sports. What up, Vince? If this world were mine. Hey. hey. Oh, well, that's it? The birds oh, okay. and the bees. How we doing, people? Birds and the bees. What? The? Bro, we're trying to keep this G-rated. Come on, now. You don't know nothing about no Luther. I don't know nothing about no Luther. I ain't gonna try to pretend. That, that skinny Luther, not big Luther though. I don't know nothing about none of that. Huh? That's <laughs> that, that's you growing up with them old with them old parents, man. See, yeah, that's what this is. Right. That's what this is. You know what I mean? We absolutely. We, we grew up with a little bit different music taste. We just kind of, as we got older, our music taste grew closer together. Yours and mine. <laughs> you you started going to the dark side of country, and I started going to the dark side of rap, and we just kind of. Just kind of merged met, together. Met right in the middle. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, man. I, I I know you be listening to Chris Stapleton. No, sir. Uh, Chris, uh, and 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 also Nelly doesn't belong in country music. <laughs> you know, you're like over and over again. No. A little no, little no. Timmy. They should have said no over and over again. Man, that was a banger. <laughs> yeah, ask Nelly how that how that went when he put that picture up of uh, Ashanti in that video. Oh man, I don't even remember that video. That's a long time. Hey, we yeah, we we, well. we off we off topic here. We we on sports, <laughs> not music. Jesus. Well, uh, hey man, we got a pretty good show this week. Um, it's actually a lot of uh, NBA up in here, so uh, a lot more than we normally talk about. Normally we just barely dabble on it. So I think it's uh, a good bit NBA, a good bit college, and a good bit pro. Uh, yeah, I football, think it's. So. I think it's we we, we third. You know, about 33% a piece. I mean, pretty yeah, long. it's a pretty even show. So it it should be really good, man. Uh, I'm excited for it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You want me to go ahead and kick off NBA for us? Yeah, so, hey, without that, let's roll right into it. All right, all right. So the first thing we're going to talk about today, there, there's a video um, that surfaced. It's after a game between the Bucks and the 76ers. Now, mind you, the Bucks are visiting the 76ers in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and the Bucks lose. Okay, they, they take an L against these guys. So one of the biggest reasons why they lost that game is because Giannis had a bad night at the free throw line. He took free throw lessons from Shaq. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so after the game, he decides to go back out on the court and shoot free throws. Well, Montrez Harrell apparently has a after-game routine that he does when he's at, at his home court. Well, he comes out and finds out that Giannis is out there on the court shooting free throws during a time when he's when he's at his home court that he does these things. So Montrez gets upset. Giannis shoots the basketball, makes the free throw. He takes the ball and walks off. So Giannis takes the ball or? Montrez. Montrez. Okay takes the ball they get into 
a bit of a discussion, and then Giannis's brother comes out and starts arguing with Montrez or whatever. Now, now, mind you, there's a, there's another incident within this whole thing that's going on here is that as Montrez is on the other side of the court after all they they exchange the pleasantries, there he's shooting on the other side of the court. Well, the other team or, or the the seventy sixer staff decided that they were just going to take that goal down. They thought that it was understand that Giannis they don't want you shooting on their court. So they went and took the ladder and were about to take the rim down because I don't know if y'all know this, at the end of games, they don't keep those rims up. They take them down. I didn't so, know that. Yes, they take the rims down. Because, uh, for instance, the 76ers court is the same um, ice rink that the, the Flyers use. Yeah, I do know stuff like that. There's a lot of arenas yes. that do host host multiple things like that. So, yeah, I did know that. Right. So um, Giannis gets upset and grabs the ladder and throws it down now it almost hits someone and he gets upset about it so i thought that this was something i thought it was blown out of proportion just a little bit by Giannis. um and 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 the reason why i believe that is because bro you're on my court so that was my initial that was my initial thought about it like you know this is my routine when i'm home I don't do this when I'm out, so like I'm 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 working on my routine after after the game. Well, I found it very funny. I saw a video of Richard Jefferson and he talked about this. He said that I don't like that dude. Richard Jefferson? Yeah, yeah. So he's talking about how this is normal. This happens with home teams when they are after the game, there are players yeah. that stay back and shoot on the court, which makes sense if you're the home team. Yeah, now, I do. The- I, I, I let me let me let me back step a minute. I I don't necessarily have an issue with him as a person, but he has said stuff in the past, and I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, just hush. Yeah. He, he says some things sometimes, and I'm like, just because you have a platform, and we use it here, this is our platform. Right, his platform is obviously bigger, but just because you have a platform doesn't mean you need to use it to say stuff about everything you think. Sometimes you just you talk about it offline or you keep it to yourself. And I feel like in the past he said some things, and I'm like, dude, you should have kept that one to yourself. Like, nobody needs to hear that. That's what that's that's to that's what I mean. So go ahead. So what what he was saying? He said that he said what's not common is for other players from different teams. To shoot on that court, and in and, and defense of Montrez, and I'm I'm a bit old school when it comes to stuff like this. It's my territory. This is mine. You can go home and work on that. You're not finna get better on my court after the game. You lost. I don't care if you yeah. won. You're not coming. I don't know back if you've seen shooting. it. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, he he said that he thought that the latter situation was blown out of proportion, and that um. It was his right to shoot on the other court. Not now, like now here's my thought on it. It's not your right to come shoot on my court just because you're in the NBA. You don't. This isn't your home, right? So that's like me saying that's like my high school, right? We'll kick mm-hmm. us back to, to high school days. My high school, Mosley. Going to play, I'm assuming your high school was Brunswick High? Yes. Okay. So my high school, Mosley, heading to Georgia to play Brunswick High. 
us losing and then us deciding we're going to stay out on the field after we've lost and, and practice. We were, we were having issues running the, the, the corner route, you know, and, and coverage and getting open. So we're going to practice that and, and toe tapping to stay in bounds. No, man, this ain't your turf. Get off my turf. Yep. You, especially after you get bumped. Like, no, nah, man, get out of here. So I do agree with old boy when he was like, Yo, this ain't your like this ain't your home. This is my home. I got my routine I do here because this is my place. Yes. So exa- exactly. I, I do agree with him and I do think Giannis was in the wrong for shoving the ladder. I do think part of it is maybe a culture difference. It is. You know, um Giannis isn't used to people like that grew up in this country and went through some of the hardships that we went through in this country. So yeah. that, that, that makes people different, you know, not saying there's not hardships in, in where he's from, but there's different, it's different. It's different culture. You know, it's like saying that, that if uh, I grew up in the ghetto here is the same as if I grew up in the ghetto in Mexico, you know, it's two different things, you know, the stuff that, I, that they had to deal with there, I don't have to deal with and vice versa. So, I do think part of that was an issue, and that definitely arises because I remember there was a video he was uh, with old uh, was it Montez? Yeah, Montrez, 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 Montrez. Yeah, yeah. Um, him saying, you know, you know, basically, basically, like I'm from I'm from that area. Like you don't want to play games with me. I'm not the guy to play with type thing. And I can't 100% blame him for going there because it's like, dude. This is when you grow up in that environment, you protect what's yours. Because you don't, you don't have much, so you protect what's yours. Yeah, now this man, this man has made it, and he's making you know money. But this is he's still got that what he grew up with. You know, you protect what's yours. This you, is you, yours. You want to know what I also thought was very weak because I watched the video about three or four times because I, I want to look at it and make sure that. I don't miss anything. And the thing that stood out to me the most was Giannis' brother came out and was talking to Montrez. And I'm like, and like the third time I looked at it, I was like, where's Giannis? I was just about to say that. Like, where's Giannis? Like, you're a grown man. Why is your brother fighting your battles? Why is your, your little brother at that? Your little brother is fighting your battles. Like, it's like, come on. And, and, Let's be honest here. Montrez Harrow is probably one of the most, probably in the top five as far as like being an enforcer. They're not scared. Those guys, you have to watch out for the guy that gets about 15 to 20 minutes a game and is not afraid to foul out. He is not. Think right up in it. Yeah, yeah. Just jump right off on it, right up in it. So... I, I found like I thought that was very weak of Giannis. Like if your brother's out there, you should be out there too. But your brother shouldn't be out there fighting your battles either. He should be nah. backing you up, but he shouldn't be fighting your battles for you. Your brother should have kept his mouth closed. He's a guest. Yep. He's not, yep. He's not the NBA player. He's a guest. Oh no no! His brother plays for the Bucks. Does he? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. He does. Holy crap! Why? Did I, how did I forget that? Because he's not, like, he's not important. That's, I mean, well, not, and I, I hate to put it that way, but I mean, he's not really. He's overshadowed by Giannis. 
Absolutely. He, I mean, he doesn't get any. Hold on. I mean, I don't. I don't want to misquote here, but I don't really hear. I mean, literally the fourth person. He's fourth on the depth chart for power forward. It's almost you know, like this, you're on the, you're on the team just because your brother is. Yeah, that's I kind mean, of what it looks like. I mean, my guy, you have you're in in seven games this year. You have averaged two point nine minutes. Hmm. So you average as much assist as you do turnovers and personal fouls, Ooh. which is point three. You're not really important. No. So, I mean, and 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 at and at that point, based off your your stats, you're expendable as well. Yeah. So hush your mouth. Yes, you're you're expendable. You should be quiet, and enjoy the fact that your brother was able to get you on a team. Yeah, because honestly, I mean that's. That's probably the same thing. And it's kind of like the same thing going on right now with, uh, and of course, you know, I ain't seen him, but we'll, we'll find out here soon enough. But, you know, Bronny, mm-hmm. LeBron's oldest son, they're talking about this dude really is not all that. You know yeah, I mean? the, the younger brother is. The younger yeah. brother is the, is the player. They're saying that he's really not all that. But he's going to make it to the NBA at least once because, one, you know you're going to get LeBron. And there's teams that are willing to do that just to get LeBron. And two, your dad is considered one of the greatest all time. So you're going to get a chance. Uh-huh. You know, and it's one of the things like kind of sucks because it's like you may he may never got a chance had he not had his dad not been who he is. Just like Giannis's you know? brother. Exactly. So, it's one of them things, man. It's like, mm. yeah. Well, let's not uh, go down that rabbit hole. Let's go ahead and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, change this. Uh, not, uh, not, not a different sport, but uh, just a different topic here. Um, so we're on, I know, guys, we talked about Kyrie Irving last week, and there's some stuff that came out this week. Just to let y'all know, he is playing. Um, he had, I think, he played his first game Sunday. Was his first game back? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's some more news that came out, and the labor organizers have filed charges with, uh, with the uh, National Labor Relations Board against the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they are alleging that Kyrie's Irving suspension violated federal labor law and the league's collective bargaining agreement. So I'll go into detail a little bit about that as to what they what they're saying there. So. This is verbatim here. It says under under the uniform player contract and CBA, which is the collective bargaining agreement, a team can terminate an employment contract by first following the waiver protocol. The Brooklyn Nets indefinite suspension of the employee is a tactic to avoid compliance with the waiver protocol. If the employer followed the waiver protocol, Irvin's contract with the Nets would officially end and his free agency period would begin. So... This is a complete. And if this is true, and this is what have this is like a completely illegal. This is along the lines of what the Boston Celtics did with Ime Udoka. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna fire you. We're just gonna suspend you. So, first, my question to you is, Jonathan, is if. If this is a violation with Kyrie, shouldn't Ime Udoka's be a violation as well? 
Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay, and secondly, if this is true, the Brooklyn Nets are in trouble. Yes. Because Kyrie Irving should be playing for the Lakers right now. The Brooklyn Nets should be in trouble because what they did literally is BS. I mean, we talked about this. This It's not right what they just did. You know, the dude was using his rights. Now, like I said, like we talked about last episode, you know, not necessarily maybe the way you should have went about it. But I don't know if you know about it, uh, what he posted. Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't look into it too much. I but didn't look from, into it too much either. So, but like, from, but like, from, from what from, I understood, the title was something to the effect of, like, uh, from Hebrews to Negroes. Yes, yes. So, it was, like I said, I didn't, I don't look into the film, nothing like that. The book, it's not me, but I'm assuming that it was something along the lines of talking about being persecuted, being judged, being, mm-hmm. you know. Going through uh, things of endurement, like I'm assuming it was something along those lines that that it was talking about. So, knowing that, I would assume that he wasn't saying, you know, I'm down for the Holocaust. That's not what this man was saying. God, that's what. But that's what I'm saying. That's not what he was saying. He was not saying, I'm all about it. Like. You know, let's talk about it. That's what it, it wasn't necessarily that he was starting, trying to state. You know, this is hardships that you know we go through as black people, or we go through as Hebrews through history. Like there is a pattern throughout history of different groups of people being persecuted or going through hardships. That's what I take it as he was trying to portray. That could be wrong. He knows what his intentions were. I do not. But that's Look, what I'm I'm assuming his intentions were. Let me ask you this. Do you, mm-hmm. all right. Look, you think if Kyrie would have posted that on his Instagram or Twitter, whichever platform he used, and this only wrote in the captions interesting read. Do you think the Nets would still have treated him the same way? Yes. I agree, too. Because I don't think it's what he said. I think it's the backlash he got. I don't think it's what he... I don't even think it's what he said. You know what I think it is? His name is Kyrie Irving. And his name is not LeBron James. You just had to say the earth is flat, didn't you? God dang it, buddy. <laughs> it's all. It all goes back to him not getting a vaccine, him choosing to take a stand... That's when he became this real polarizing figure in the NBA and in the sports world. So I mean, and it's it's kind of like how we talked about last week, right? The Colin Kaepernick situation. Mm-hmm. He was who he was, you know. Everybody, he, and I'll be honest with you, Colin Kaepernick was. And a lot of people can't remember because they can't remember him past what he is today. But Colin Kaepernick was. That guy that everybody just seemed to fall in love with. Everybody was talking about this dude. You know, what he was doing, how he was throwing, his upbringing, 
You know, the fact that he wrote a letter to himself as a little child saying he wanted to be the coach or the quarterback for the 49ers. This dude was turning into that guy, right? And then he chose to take a stand and he became this polarizing figure. And then, because, you know, the just we have these moments in history where the country in itself is divided for one cause or the other, he became that figure. He was, you know, a lot of the people hated him, a lot of the people loved him, thought what he was doing was okay, and it just became his thing. And now it's one of the things, like, everything he did whether it had good intentions or not, was under the microscope and looked at in a bad light by a large group of people. Today, it's the same way. Once Kyrie chose not to do the vaccine, you know, a lot of people say that the, the, the Colin Kaepernick thing was racial, you know. A lot of people think, a lot of people go on that. Well, the, the, the Kyrie thing is not racial. The Kyrie thing was he chose not to get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So now he was... Now he is choosing to side with the the anti-vaxxers, as people call them. You know, the people who decide not to get the vaccine. He was siding with them, which means he was alienating this whole other side. And they're like, "You're stupid. You're gonna kill people. You're, you know." It was this. It it blew up to this big ordeal. And it was only because of the way the NBA handled it and the way he handled it. Because if you remember correctly, Aaron Rodgers didn't get his vaccine either. Yeah, what did he do? And <laughs> he even lied about it. But the thing was, the thing was, the NFL was not pushing it like the NBA was. No, they're not, and they weren't going to either. They knew they were watching the NBA do it, and they knew don't do that. Don't go down that <laughs> route. It's like not going to end well. Yeah, it's like watching your older sister get beat for something, get like get a whooping, and, and you watch everything transpire. You're like, okay, don't do. That. Yeah, put that mental note, check, don't do that. That's exactly what it was. So I think had LeBron posted that interesting read, or, you know, nobody will ever. That course there is, don't get me wrong, there's people that do not like LeBron. And there's going to be people that would have jumped on him, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. But we would have been moved forward and, and, and nothing would have happened. We'd have been rolling on forward mm-hmm. and the NBA season would have been going. It's all because. Kyrie has made himself a polarizing figure, and honestly, he's probably never not going to be a polarizing figure. Now, it's too late. Now, too late. That that the the the, the toothpaste has come out of the tube, and you can't put it back. Nope, can't put it back, man. And it, it, it sucks. It sucks for him because the past he was doing what he thought was right with the vaccine. Yeah. Whether it was right or not, that's 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 for every person's interpretation. But he was doing what he thought was right for him and himself, his family, whatever it may be. And that alienated him. And now this man can't can't have a freedom of speech or an opinion without being literally crucified. Yeah, he got crucified. He didn't cruci- he didn't get crucified for saying the earth was flat. No, that was the only thing I disagreed with him on. Like like to an extent I disagree with him. I I d I don't think the earth is flat, but that's Well Shaq thinks there's two moons, so he, I think he watched Transformers too much. I love me some Shaq, but that but somebody needs to check that man for his CTE. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, guys, I uh, just want to throw that out here. Uh, Brooklyn Nets are playing the 76ers tonight, and guess who's in the lineup, Jonathan? Shaq? Ben Simmons. Oh, oh, that other guy. Got it. In Philly. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I did see that in I did Philly see that earlier. I seen some. Uh, I seen this this uh, meme today, and then we'll move on to the next topic. I seen this meme today where it was like uh, Ben Simmons on his first possession back in Philly, and it's this I don't know some kid. It's on like Sports Center. Some kid he gets the ball inbounded to him, and he dribbles, and he gets probably one step away from the half court line, uh-huh. and he just shoots it like a not like a, I'm trying to put all my might behind it, but just like. Like a, like a Steph Curry-type shot from distance. You know, he kind of does a little slight lean forward when he shoots it. Shoots it, swishes it from behind half court. But the kid, like, walks up like like he practices his shot all the time. Just walks up, swish! And it was like, everybody kind of looked at him, and that's what it said. It said, Ben Simmons' first possession back in Philly. Oh, do you know how crazy that would be? He hasn't made any three. Uh, he hasn't actually taken a three-point shot tonight. But that <laughs> I would laugh because... I, for those who aren't keeping up with this, Ben Simmons in the past three games, his first game, first game back from injury, he scored eleven. The second game, he scored twenty-five, and the second game, he scored eighteen. You mean third game? Oh yeah, third game. Sorry, excuse me. Third game, he scored eighteen. So like this guy here is getting back to playing. Well, so it's it's. Him. About damn time. He's still sensitive as I don't know what, but like it's good to see <laughs> that this guy's actually playing to his potential. I mean, he's he has a triple, mm-hmm. he has a double double tonight already. Um, wow. But um, so Jonathan, who are your two surprise teams in both conferences right now in the NBA? Hmm. Good question, man. So I, I think both of these teams. Surprised me because I, I, I honestly think their roles should have been reversed. And uh, we'll go ahead first with my Miami Heat. So I assumed my Miami Heat were going to be contending for a chance in the finals. At least a chance in the Eastern Conference Championship. Right now they're, uh, they're trying to contend for the worst record in the, uh, in the East. And uh, it's really surprising, honestly. To see them with a losing record, you know, obviously you lose a game or two, you know, you start off like, you know, two and five or something. It's like, okay, you're rusty. Mm-hmm. We're 18 games in and you're seven and 11. You're four of six in your last, I'm sorry, you're four and six in your last 10 games. It, uh, it's not a good look, man. I'm really not liking it. I mean, I know there's still a lot of season left, but it's really surprising me to see them start off like this. And I'm trying to say that you're going to be a contender when you got, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, you know, Indy, the Indiana Pacers. I mean, they're all up there, man, with double-digit wins. And, I mean, Boston and Milwaukee got four losses apiece. Right. You know, so that, that's my Eastern. My Western was Utah. We already talked about this, uh, you know, one of our first episodes in, about Utah basically just selling it off. Like, you know, just everything's got to get sold. We're selling it all. Marking down, you know, close out, sale. I mean, they're just <laughs> trying to give it all away. And they're 12-7. and seven. It It's wild to see that. That is the... I mean that's that's the fourth best win percentage in the NBA right now, twelve and seven. Now the West is kind of uh, having a, a sluggish start, 
I think, in general compared to what they normally are. But it is really surprising to see them sitting up top. So that's probably my that's my surprise team for both, man. I, I thought the Utah Jazz would be down way down at the bottom, and I thought the, the Heat would be top three East at this point. Okay. And uh, neither one of them are there. Well, I got two things for you then. So, like, it's, and it's for the Heat and and the Jazz. Okay, so the Heat, mm-hmm. they don't surprise me here because of the fact that the Heat always starts slow. They always they, they always start do, slow. But... They start slow. They always start slow. I would be surprised if they were here at their current standings by uh, All Star Weekend. That would be a surprise to me. Yeah, they do start slow, but normally they're at least at this point in the game, at almost twenty games in, they're at least sitting in the playoff pitcher right there. Like like in the in the if the if the playoffs started today, they would make it in. They're like they're quite a few games out right now. Well, I got a hot and that's take. That's what's for surprising. You. What you got? All right. It would not surprise me if Duncan Robinson is gone before the trade deadline. Where do you think he goes? L.A. That, that trade we talked about? Yes, sir. Boy, I, I would I would love it, honestly. Yep. I would I, love I, just I, have I think love that's it. what's going to happen. I think that Pat Riley don't sit on, on mediocrity too long. You know how he is. No. He that man sees the big picture and sees the future. Yep, he does. Pat Riley don't sit on mediocrity. So I would not be surprised at all if Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry have been shipped to Los Angeles and then LeBron like, oh, we're, we're saved, and then they make it to the play-in and then lose. So that wouldn't, <laughs> that, that wouldn't surprise me. Now, Utah does not surprise me either, and um, I'll be the first to admit this here. Um, I think it's Abyssal a, a Rain in our Discord. Um I didn't really fully look at their roster, but these guys are all selfless players. Every single last one of them. Colin Sexton is a baller. And it's shocking to see that he's only averaging 13 points a game. But Mike Conley, Ohio State alum. God, God, Lee. Yeah, Mike Conley, Ohio State alum. What's that dude, like 40 now? Oh, yeah, he's about three seconds older than Dirt. But this guy here is averaging 10 and 8, 10 and 8 a night. Um, and he is the floor general for this team. And Laurie Markkinen, um, a lot of people don't know about this guy, but he was actually drafted by the Bulls and um, played in the shadows because they had players ahead of him that were a little bit more seasoned. So he didn't really see that much playing time. This guy's the leading scorer for the Utah Jazz. That does not surprise me. Dude's a sharpshooter. So then, who are your two teams? My two teams, we'll go ahead and start with the the East. Mm-hmm. And the first one for me is the Washington Wizards. And the reason why they're a surprise team for me is that they got a bunch of gripe this year when Bradley Bill decided that he was going to take the max contract from Washington instead of going into free agency and signing with another team. They called this man crazy. They called him crazy. 
And lo and behold, they're sitting at 10 to 7. They're doing better than the Heat. As a matter of fact, I want to say these guys may be... If we're going to go to division... Yeah, yeah, I'm right. Yeah, they're leading the Southeast division right now. They're leading it. So Bradley Bill is is, is making, making things work there, especially with Porzingis. I don't know if you... Heard of that cat? He was the one that Phil Jackson um, yes, drafted heard of him. in in the Knicks. Uh, and then he ended up. I think he got traded to the the Mavericks. Then entered free. No, I think he got traded to the dang on Wizards too. Yeah, he did. Because Spencer Dunwoody was over there, or was it Dunwoody? I think it was. Yeah, Dunwoody. He got the um. They did a trade for those two guys. So I, I think that the Wizards are a big surprise for me, and the Pacers. The reason why they're such a surprise to me is that they have been trading their pieces off, kind of like what Utah's done. Mm-hmm. And this dates back all the way to Victor Oladipo. And they always have found a way to stay in the mix. Always. So it's surprising to see this. That they're in, in the mix still, and they don't really have any big-name players. I think Buddy Hild is over there right now. Um, yeah, Buddy Hild. Tyrese Halberton and Miles Turner. Those are the big guys. Those, that's their big three, so to speak. So it's it's pretty pretty neat to see that. Now for the West, my two teams are the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors. As we spoke on last week, I think the rest of the league is catching up to Golden State. Yep. We did say that. I, I I truly believe that they're um, they're catching up with Golden State. And here's another thing I wanted to add it to: Steve Kerr, you should be ashamed of yourself for what you did last night. He literally sat Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Stephen Curry, and Klay Thompson when they played in New Orleans. This is the second time this year that they have traveled to New Orleans, and he has sat all four of those players. So, the fans of yeah, the fans of New Orleans did not get to see any of those four players play this year, and they paid thousands of dollars to watch these guys play. And he's screaming; he's worried about the long the long term health of his players. And I just find that funny because you're sitting here at eight and ten, eighteen games in, and you're worried about health. If you're worried about health this early, there's a bigger problem going on. Now, Sacramento Kings and their DeAndre Fox is 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 uh, or excuse me, De'Aaron Fox, and then Kevin Herter came from the Atlanta Hawks. I wasn't expecting those two to mesh well, and then there's an old dude back in the day speaking speaking the devil about Golden State here, but. You remember old Harrison Barnes? They got does that name ring a bell to you, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah, I, it does, but I can't, I can't put a face to the name. Well, he was actually part of the the first team that Golden State had with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green that won their first championship under Steve Kerr, and they chose to get rid of Harrison Barnes for Kevin Durant. That's where Harrison Barnes came from. This guy has been just a basic staple everywhere he's gone. 
everywhere he's gone. Which, by the way, shout out, he's a North Carolina alumni. Go Tar Heels. But those those are the two teams for me. The, the, I think it's... um. I think the Kings actually will make the playoffs this year. And I, I also think the Golden State Warriors will too. But um, it's still surprising at this point right now. I don't know what is going on with them other than the fact that the NBA is catching up with them. I mean, it's hard to argue uh, any otherwise. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that is uh, my take on that. And... Uh, Hey, Jonathan. Yeah. You know what time it is? What time is it? I think it's take five. Yeah. Take five. Thursday night, Tennessee Titans head to Lambeau to play the Packers. Could the Packers start a winning streak after last week's win? We would soon find out. The Titans came to play and Tannehill balled out, thrown for 330 yards and two touchdowns to one pick. King Henry had 87 yards and one TD. Big story here, Christian Watson, wide receiver for the Packers, had another good week as he caught four balls, two for touchdowns. However, in the end, the Titans were too much for them to overcome and the Packers would fall 27 to 17 to the Tennessee Titans. The Chicago Bears head to Hotlanta to play them Falcons. If you were here to see a passing battle, you would have been let down. This was a heavy running attack by both teams, totaling 309 yards. At the beginning of the game, it appeared the Falcons would do everything they could to lose this game. Yet, they were tied going into the half. Big story here, Cordell Patterson would set the record for kick returns for touchdowns with nine, and the Falcons would go on to win this one 27 to 24. The Browns would head to Buffalo to play the Bills. Wait, they would head to Detroit? Yes. Due to record snowfall in Buffalo, the Browns would head to play the Bills in Detroit. Josh Allen wouldn't have a huge game, but the Bills as a unit would play well enough to secure the win, 31-23. The Eagles go to play the New Look Colts. Could Jeff Sunday coach the team to another win? It would sure look that way as the Colts would take the lead early and hold it for most of the game. Hertz and Brown would both fumble the ball and the Colts would continue to hold on to the lead. But with a failure to score more than 16 points, it's going to be hard to beat one of the top teams in the league. Phillies win 17-16. The New York Jets head to New England to take on the Patriots. They had already lost once this year and have been swept for the past six seasons. But not this year, right? Going into the fourth quarter, we had a high-scoring affair at 3-3. The Jets would punt the ball with less than a minute left, expecting to go to overtime only for Braden Mann to take the ball back to the house and the Patriots will complete the sweep 10-3. Two teams who have had a rough start to their seasons, the Rams head to Nola to play the Saints. Andy Dalton would finally figure it out and have a good game as he would throw 260 yards and three touchdowns. Not having Cup is continuing to hurt the Rams as they would only muster 159 yards in the air and fall 27-20 Saints. Detroit Lions play the G-Men. If this year has taught us anything, it's that any team could win any given Sunday. Danny Dines would throw for 341 yards, but throw two picks to only one touchdown. He would also be their leading rusher, as Barkley would rush 15 times and only put up 
22 yards. The Lions would own the Giants this Sunday and win 31 to 18. The Panthers go to play the Ravens. This game would combine for three interceptions and zero passing touchdowns. Lamar once again starts off hot at the beginning of the season and cools off as the season ends. Another high scoring affair going in the fourth at three to three and the Ravens would score 10 in the fourth quarter to win 13 to three. Commanders head to Texas to play the Texans. The only passing touchdown in this game would come on a pick six thrown by the Texans to Kendall Fuller. No worries as the Commanders would continue to figure out how to put points on the board even if they couldn't throw the ball into the end zone. Ultimately, David Mills would show he isn't the QB of the future for the Texans. Commanders win 23-10. The Vegas Raiders versus the Denver Broncos in Denver. Another week goes by and Russell Wilson is still struggling to figure it out. On the other side of the field, the Raiders would have a great game as Carr would throw for over 300 yards, Jacob would rush for over 100 yards, and Devontae Adams would rack up 140 plus receiving yards. Raiders win this one in overtime, 22-16. The Cowboys head to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Nothing good to say about the Vikings in this game, so let's just talk about the Cowboys. Dak would throw for 276 yards and two touchdowns. Pollard would rush for 80 yards and then add six receptions for 109 yards and two more touchdowns. The Dallas defense would sack the Vikings seven times and force a turnover. This slaughter would end with the Cowboys winning easily. 40-3. The Bengals would go face the heated rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Burrow would throw two picks, but he would also throw for 355 yards and four touchdowns. And this is without Jamar Chase, as he is still nursing an injury. This game would be a tight one all the way down to the wire. In the end, the Bengals would prove to have enough juice to take the win 37-30. Sunday night would see the Chiefs head to play the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes has never lost on the road against a division rival. This game was tight all the way. Mahomes would throw three touchdowns, and all three of them would go to Travis Kelsey. Pacheco would carry the ball for over 100 yards as well to help the Chiefs edge the Chargers out 30-27. Monday night would head south of the border to play in Mexico City with the matchup between the 49ers and the Cardinals. Jimmy G would crush it, throwing for four touchdowns on 20 attempts. Kittle hauling in two of them. At the half, this game was 17-10, and, and the Cardinals looked like they could possibly win this game. Unfortunately, they would not score any more points after the half. The 49ers would go off and put this game away in no time and win 38-10, and that is it. All right, Vince. What, uh, which, which one do you want to talk about first? Which one of these games? I want to talk about the one that pissed me off the most. Ah, I know which one that is. Oh, no. On the contrary, you're actually, uh, you might be wrong on this one. It wasn't the one you were going off in Discord about? No, sir. Oh, okay. Go ahead, then. The Jets and Patriots. That's, that's the one that ticked me off the most. And it's not during the game. It's what was said after the game. Zach Wilson was asked if he felt like, if he feels like he let the defense down. And his answer was no. Let's see here. Zach Wilson's completions, nine. Jets punts, ten. <laughs> Do you I'm, know the, uh, the Jets passing yards in the second half were negative 22? Yes, negative 22. Do you know I told my son that? And he said, Daddy, how, the, how does that happen? 
Sex. Sex. <laughs> you know, like, 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 come on, my guy. Like, are you serious? You, 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 selfish. Selfish. Doesn't want to fall on the sword. You're a quarterback. You're supposed to be the leader of your team. And I don't want to butcher the, the head coach of the Jets' name. It's Sayla, I want to say it is. And, and I'm sorry if I got that wrong. He has not decided on who's going to be the starting quarterback this week. Can you blame him? I can't blame him at all. I rather I know Joe Flacco would have said, "Yeah, I let my team down." Most quarterbacks who know how to be a leader would say that. Apparently, he's rubbed a lot of people wrong by the way he handled that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've uh, if you've seen that, but they said that he uh, he rubbed a lot of people wrong. At the end of the way, just the way that all ended, because of how he was just pretty much acting like it wasn't his fault and whatever type thing. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, it happens type thing. And it's like, no, that does not happen. It, no, it doesn't man. just happen. No, absolutely not. What does he mean by that? He was just kind of like going about business, like, yeah. Your team's defense holds the Patriots. I'm sorry. Let's not even say the Patriots. Holds an NFL team to three points. Three points. Yep. And you can't produce two touchdowns to help them out? Nope. You can't even produce positive yards in the second half to help them out? Nope. You're trash, buddy. I hope Flacco Flacco starts this week. I really do. Yeah, it's a really bad look. Especially for you to just say, like, meh. Just so nonchalant about it. Yeah. Like, meh. It happens. Yeah. Garbage. Garbage. It's going to be a fall from grace for him, too. Now, Eagles and Colts, I'll go ahead and let you give your take. Because I was I was, I was, was hot about that. But I wasn't as hot <laughs> as about the whole Zach Wilson debacle. So, my thing with the Eagles and Colts, right? I... I I said it last week, we were talking about it, and I told you that I did not know. You asked me the week before they played the Texans, the the Eagles, that is. I said that the Eagles were the top team. They were just playing great ball all the way around. And then they kind of struggled with the Texans, but they won, and I'm like, okay, you know. It's a pro team. I expect you to struggle. Then they get beat by the commanders, and I'm like, uh, okay, that's not a really good team either. However, it's a division one, so I see. And then you go and you struggle against the Colts, who have a brand-new head coach who's only coached two NFL games, or two, coach, or two games past the high school level ever. And uh, had they been able to do anything the second half, really, they'd have won. And it makes me go, hmm, well, maybe they're not as good as everybody thought they were. Mm -hmm. I had already kind of started like, hmm, I'm not sold on them now. I kind of was, I was sold on them a couple weeks ago. After last week, I was like, I'm not sold on you anymore. And I know it was only one game, but it wasn't that just that one game. It's what they had done over two weeks span. Now over three weeks, they have struggled against all three teams with losing records. That is not a good look. 
and their coach continues to still be arrogant. And it's like, dude, you're going to get humbled real fast in the playoffs. Are you because, referencing him yelling at the end of the game? Yeah, he was yelling that uh, that's for Frank Reich. He's talking <laughs> about the, the coach. He was yelling at the Colts fan and stuff. But it's just like, dude, I get your hype. But don't get me wrong, I get your hype. You won, y'all won, right? But it's nothing. The win was nothing to be necessarily proud of. Y'all did not perform. It's just the other team just underperformed even more. You know, it's like the the um, if you're trying to say, you know, Cardinals or I mean, uh, uh, Ravens beat the Panthers. Yeah, but neither one of y'all really performed, man. Like, so yes, you won, but on most other days of you know the season. You're losing. You're losing if you play like that. It was just that day both teams just stunk it up or both defense was just stout, however you want to look at it. So, like, I feel like – I don't feel like the Eagles are a bad team at all. I really don't. I just have not sold them being the top team, and I think – I honestly feel like they feed off the energy of their head coach. They feed off the energy of – you know, Jalen Hurts and, you know, the the defense feeds off of Darius Slay. You know, they feed off of uh, Fletcher Cox. They feed, you know, they feed off all these people, um, which is great and everything, but it, I think there's certain things like with their coach. Hey, man, you can be hyped, you can be motivated, but you got to understand you can't be arrogant. Don't pump these boys' heads up. Because that's when you lose. When you pump somebody's heads up about being how great they are, that's as soon as they fall from grace. Well, all right, I'll say that I'm okay with uh, Nick Sirianni being hyped about that and went wanting to win because it was, it was twofold. He didn't think that Frank Wright should have been fired, which to an extent I, I agree with because I don't think Jim Irsay is a good owner. I don't think he's a good owner. I do think Frank need to be fired, but I don't think he's a good owner either. Yeah, uh, so he wanted to play Frank Reich that that year. And yeah, that's, they were friends. Yeah, they were they were friends. So I, I get it. Like you're 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 going to be biased, and that's that's your friend. I get that. Um, also, too, I don't think the Colts are a bad team. I I I really don't because if I don't they either. no, I I really don't. Think if Matt Ryan starts those games that Ellinger did, and at simultaneously, Jeff Saturday was the head coach during the, that time frame. I think we're looking at a different record for the Colts. You I have still a, feel that the Colts win that division. I, I think they have a chance. Still, I still do. I still mm-hmm. think they have a chance. Yep. Um, but. You have to understand Jeff Saturday's background. This guy's an offensive lineman. He was a, a he is a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Yep. What do you think is the first thing that he's going to correct whenever he becomes the head coach? Blocking. Blocking. What Which is hard- what Matt Ryan needs. Yes. Matt Ryan's a great quarterback if you give him time. We've seen it in the Super Bowl run. He's a great quarterback. He just needs time. He's not going to get out of the pocket and, and make he's plays not running. with his legs. That man ain't no. running. No, he's, he's not, not going to. He's not going to make plays with his legs. You've got to protect that guy. But he's like a Peyton Manning. You protect that man, and he'll make you look good. 
Yep, yep, absolutely. So for for us to even get four sacks that game was was astonishing to me because these guys I expect the blocking to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't expect is the turnovers. AJ Brown got too relaxed on his and I don't fault Jalen Hurts for his turnover. So I don't know if you watched the game, Jonathan, but I didn't. I was watching the Falcons play. There was an edge rusher coming in, and Sanders was in the backfield with Hurts. And the guy comes in, and, and Sanders blocks him. And then when he felt like the guy was going to get the edge on him, mm-hmm. he put his hands up and let the guy pass by. Jalen Hurts is stepping up. Guy swipes at his hand and fumbles, and he fumbles the ball. You mean he didn't take that penalty? Man. I'm I'm holding. I'm holding. I don't Sorry. care. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not I'm not letting the ball get I'm not turning the ball over, letting you turn it over. I'm not letting you hit my quarterback. I'm holding. Yes. Because it's better to hold than to let you just free hit my quarterback. My exactly. Opinion. Oh, I I would torch him in in um in film this week. I would play it over and over and over. You just put your hands up. Okay, all right. That's what we're doing. Time's up. This is not chopped. That's what's hot in the streets. Uh, <laughs> come on, my guy. What are you doing? Not blocking. Yeah, not exactly. blocking. The yeah. other, the other big game this week, man. And I'm gonna have to backtrack my segment. I think from about two podcasts ago when I said mm-hmm. the Vikings are they contenders or pretenders. Mm-hmm. These fools are pretenders. <laughs> oh, you're, you're really, you're going all the way back. I mean, these fools are pretenders, man. There's no, the thing about it is, right, I don't expect all contenders to win. I don't expect all contenders to even, you know, lose every game by I mean I expect you know every now and again you may have a contender's number get caught and you may lose by double digits mm-hmm. two touchdowns 17 points maybe even 21 points what was it what was it 37 they lost by 37 points they mustered up three points offensively was sacked seven times and you allowed 40 points you just failed all the way around. All the way around. And that was the thing, man. Like, how, I, I can't even pretend, like, did y'all do anything good? You know, is there anything y'all can look at it and say, we did this well, build on it? I feel like the answer is no. And so I'm going to have to backtrack that and say, I don't think they're contenders. Uh, I, I, not unless you can figure out something, Justin Jefferson who who thinks he's the best receiver in the NFL? He's not. You had you had under fifty receiving yards, bro. Under fifty receiving yards. You caught the ball four times. You had under fifty. Now I don't know what you're. Don't give him that was. much credit. He only caught it three times. I thought it was four. I thought it was forty-four yards, four receptions, forty-four yards. It was only three. Three, three for thirty-three. Oh man, I, I must have looked at it was. I was looking at other people, so I looked at a bunch of numbers today. So, <laughs> sorry I gave you credit for being better than you were. Yeah, don't don't uh, give him that credit. Yeah, man, I just uh, it's, yeah, you uh, you can't say that you're the best receiver out there. To me, right now, the best receiver out there is Tyree Kill. Yep. You you know, 
like it, love it, hate it, whatever it is, Tyreek Hill's the one now they're balling. I can tell you I've not had a horrible week from Tyreek Hill on fantasy. I may have had some rougher weeks, but that dude is lighting it up. I mean, there's been m- multiple games he's got over 100 receiving yards. I mean, my guy's still on pace to get a... He's almost on pace to break the record, isn't he? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what the record is off the top of my head, but, I mean, the dude's got – he's got to be averaging close to 100 yards a game. Good That's Lord. huge. This guy That's here. That's huge. Has, he, has, he has almost 1,200 yards receiving already. He's number one, and it's not even close. My like he's God. Like, he's like 100 or 200 yards above number two, and I was like, wow. This dude is inhuman. Like, what in the world? Yeah, so Vikings, you got to figure it out and just pray that the Cowboys don't get in the playoffs. He's projected for 1,900 yards this year receiving. What's the what's the record? I think it's you in know? the 2000s, I want to say. Or, or I think so, too. I think it's in the 2000s. I can look it up real quick. Give me a second. He's just going to have, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I hate it, man, but you're just like Jalen Ramsey. You come out, you have a little bit of success, and you think you're the greatest and you're God's oh. gift and you're already there. Oh, no, no, no. He's projected to break the record this year. The yeah, record was... is 1848. Yeah. He is he is projected to break the record. No, I thought... no, no, no. Calvin Johnson has 1964. I'm sorry. I digress. He's, he's going to be record... about, about 14 yards shy. I can tell you this much if they get with it, if he gets with even sniffing distance of that record, barring injury, he's going to break it. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I can't blame him. <laughs> I'd want to break it too. So yeah, I, I mean, if I'm his coach, I want to break it. I want him to break it. I, I yep. literally want him to break it. Yep, yep, yep. Well, uh, I think that's pretty much all I want to talk about the NFL. Really, uh, if you yeah. want to. Uh, I don't have anything either for for nah. I think that was it. It was so actually this is weird. This is the first time that we had more NBA than we had NFL. Yeah, I mean there's there's a couple other topics out there floating, you know, the the cryptocurrency lawsuit with Steph Curry and Tom Brady and all them in it. You know, uh Tom Brady, Tom Brady. getting a freaking PPP loan. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady, you know, taking money from his charity. And putting it into his privately owned business. There's some stuff out there, but we're going to kind of let it develop a little more before we really dabble into it. And yeah. kind of do a little more digging because we want to see a lot of this is new. And over the next week or two, we'll probably, I would assume, start to see more details about the lawsuit and stuff like that. So we'll have to, you know, come back to those topics. So college. This is one of the best weeks of college football right now it's because it's rivalry blah, I struggle this every time rivalry week and it's going to determine a lot of people who's going to get in the, uh, who possibly could get in the college playoff championships and uh, I mean it's a huge just a huge week man so um, I'm going to go ahead and What's before up? you before you even get into that, we got to talk about Tennessee, man. <laughs> yeah, you tried uh, to slip past that one. No, I ain't gonna let you. I'm not letting you off the hook. Yeah, <laughs> we got to uh, talk no. about this. Well, I can tell you, Tennessee's done now because they say in Hendon Hooker, I think he, he's tore something. I can't remember what tore his ACL, man. He's done. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for him. Um, 
So, yeah, that uh, that's it. Tennessee, bro, uh, to be honest with you, I feel like they almost just gave up after they lost to Georgia. They thought all was be- lost, and it wasn't. It was not. It wasn't, man. And, and I feel like they just was so demoralizing to them to lose to Georgia. And then they just, like, forgot how to play, man. And they just, I mean, they just got embarrassed this week. And yeah, they, they got they got by the Gamecocks, man. Come on, bro. By, they got beat out the frame by the guy that looks like Chucky's cousin. Oh, that's old Spencer Rattler. Uh, uh, like he is a weird looking fool. Yeah, but, which yeah, man. If, yeah. That's that that should not happen. That should no. not happen at no, all. No, ten, Tennessee, and like I said, because you could tell Tennessee was a different team when they played Alabama. You know, mm-hmm. and now look at them. So, you're not the number one team in the country. At one point, you were playing like the number one team in the country. You're not there now. I'll be the first to tell y'all. I don't think I was wrong for saying they were the number one team because I remember saying, remember you, I remember I used the exact words. They're the number one team in the country right now. I said that doesn't mean they're going to make the, they're going to win the national championship or anything like that. But they're number one team right now. The number one team right now, I believe, is Georgia. But there is some stuff too that shows that I, I think it's a lot closer than people would want to believe between Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, uh, uh, maybe even LSU, USC. There's a lot of these teams in the top that struggled this week. They really struggled going into or, or last week, you know. Um, Ohio State almost lost it, you know. Georgia, they weren't blowing their opponents out. I mean, nobody had a great game in it that's projected in the college playoffs right now. So we'll see how this plays out. And I'm going to go ahead and jump to my games to watch only because it's on for the rivalry for the college. Uh, and this one, to me, there's these three. I have three, actually. And I think that they're huge because they all they all affect the college playoffs right now. So I don't know if you've seen it, but the college playoffs came out today, and it's uh, in is Georgia, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Yep, TCU with well, uh, who's on the outside now? Is LSU, LSU and USC. Yep. So here's why these games matter: Michigan and Ohio State are playing each other this week. That is my game to watch because that's going to determine winner that gets in the college playoffs. Michigan Plain and simple. Three. I say Ohio State by ten. I got yeah, I got Michigan by three. So, but uh, I think I think this one this one's going to decide who gets in the college playoffs. Whoever wins this game will get in. Then well, you got uh, Ella. What's up? Well, I, I I got a game of the week too. What you got? What you got? Uh, so this one's actually kind of weird because only one team is ranked, but I'm really interested to see how this game goes. Clemson at South Carolina. I want to see how this goes. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. They're riding off their high horse against Tennessee. They just beat them out the frame. Clemson's struggling. I still think Clemson wins. I do too. Yeah, I still think Clemson wins, but I think this is going to be... I think if if they didn't beat Tennessee last week, mm-hmm. 
this would have been a blowout. This one right here, I think they may win by like a touchdown. So my uh, my other two that I have, and this is also because they affect the, the college playoffs, and that's Texas A&M and LSU. Oh, I don't think – Time out, time out. It, you, keep, you keep interrupting me, man. No, 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 no. Time out. What? Is LSU out of the SEC championship game if they lose this game? No. They're in it regardless. For uh, I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that game's already been decided. Or that um, LSU beat. I'm pretty sure that's already been decided. So. Oh yeah, that's a wrap. They can't do anything. Wow. Who? Yeah, L- that's a wrap. LSU has made it because they beat. That's what I thought. They, they beat Bama and they beat Ole Miss. I'm sorry, I, I thought that that was the implication there behind that, but no, there's there's no way around. No, no, no. The big deal is. Uh, the big deal is. LSU's on the outside looking in right now. They're they're, you know, right there looking at trying to make the college playoffs. Now they do have to beat Georgia, which is good luck. But <laughs> Texas A&M, they lose Texas A&M this week. That's it. That's a wrap for them. And honestly, I think they lose. I uh, I do think they lose. I think. I think that. Jimbo Fisher is good for spoiling people's seasons. You know, he's not necessarily good for winning it or, or getting it done it, it, since he's been at Texas A&M. But he is good for upsets. And I wait, think wait, they wait, up- wait, time out. You have LSU losing this yep. week? Yep. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. That's my underdog. Because Texas A&M, just, they just find ways to win games that if they win is really going to mess up the opponent. You know what I mean? It's more than just a game. Like, good luck. We cost you something big. And I think I think they win this game. Not crappy then, that is. <laughs> yeah, bro. And then the other one is Notre Dame and USC, and uh, both of them are ranked. USC's on the outside looking in right now. USC wins this. USC gets in the in the. To me, if USC wins this and Georgia wins the SEC championship, USC gets in the college playoffs to me it would be at that point it'd be georgia in my opinion ohio state tcu and usc Mm. that's how i feel it goes Uh, and then obviously you can swap ohio state and michigan around now if that game's close i I, I can see both of them make four and tcu goes to three that's what you think yeah if if, yeah if the game's close michigan and michigan loses or or Ohio State, but one I can of those see teams drops to four. TCU drops to or goes up to three. If in the case Michigan wins, they go to two. Ohio State they just stay the same, obviously. But TCU and Michigan swap. We'll see. I, we'll see. I don't it's... think I don't think Georgia is going to lose LSU. I don't either, and I think I honest I honestly think USC gets in there personally. I want USC but, in there. I want USC over in, in there over TCU, but that's just me. I want TCU and USC in there, me personally. But So those are my games to watch. Um, and like I said, because it is a rivalry week. Um, obviously, I really want to see this Florida and FSU because at the beginning of the season, until Florida lost to um, Tennessee, mm-hmm. they looked like they was going to have themselves a season. They were struggling to pass it, but they were winning games. 
Yeah. And then once they lost Tennessee, it just went all to crap. And there was a minute there, FSU was like, what is going on? Now FSU's ranked. So that's going to be – that's always a heated rivalry because anytime those two schools hate each other, FSU hates Miami. You know, it's the Battle of Florida. Right. So that one's a big one. I'm I know, excited I, I, to see that one. I'm actually excited to see – like, this is like a – this is this is a very good week for football. We have football mm-hmm. Thursday, we got football Saturday and Sunday. Yep, yep, yep. I think I we have know. three games on 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 Thursday, right? Yeah, three games because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah we, have, yep. yeah, we have three games. I'll probably be asleep for one of them, but that, 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 that'll <laughs> be an induced coma of food. But well, before we roll into our games to watch in the NFL. I know you wanted to talk about this. Nick Saban walking back his comments a couple years ago <laughs> about saying that he, he thought the college playoffs should not be uh, – he didn't see the, the reason behind uh, expanding the college playoffs. And now he's walking back those comments. So I know you wanted to talk about this, so I'll let you – Oh, uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I, I, like like, like I've, I've, I've been preaching for probably about the past two weeks here. The jig is up, Nick Saban. You can't sell a team. You can't sell a, a a a kid on a championship when he. I, I hate to put it this way. He can be bought. Yep, championships lit- are being bought in college now. Championships are being bought. I mean, it, it, it's you can't sell somebody on. Hey, come win a championship in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I'll pass. I will pass. Yeah, so they're... Now, it kind of sucks for you, buddy. Like, Georgia has something going for them. They're in Athens, however. I think what, what Athens is like an hour and a half from Atlanta. Uh, I don't know where Athens is in relevance to the state of Georgia, to be honest with you. Oh, I thought you knew that. I'm, I'm from Florida. You. I'm from Florida. You start asking me Florida cities, I can, I'm can. i pretty good at it. But I didn't grow up in Georgia. Just because I'm a Falcon fan. I just don't yeah, like it's a, the yeah, it's like it's like an hour and a half. It's like it's, it says an hour ten minutes, but it's an hour and a half. I don't care what anybody says. You're going deep into Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that yeah it's to the me. outskirts of Atlanta. Oh, if yeah. you're going deep into Atlanta, it's like two and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it, man. Just take me to Marietta. <laughs> yeah, man. It uh, it's I I. I Honestly, I don't know why he would say he doesn't see the point in the first place. Um, but, you know, now that teams can be bought, they're going to need to expand it so that he can try to compete and stuff like that because he's going to struggle. They're going to lose. I personally believe they're going to lose more than one or two games. You know, one, two games. They're not gonna, yep. There's going to be a lot harder for them to go undefeated now. I mean, Texas A&M is buying recruits like it's going out of style. So oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to be a hard thing. So I can see why he would walk those comments back. But it's one of the things, man, the uh, <laughs> the internet doesn't forget anything. No. Like, you know? li- literally, when he said that, I said, hold up, wait a minute. But here's the thing, right? Opinions change over time. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about the internet. Opinions change, feelings change, you know, not really facts, but, uh, you know, your opinions, your thoughts, that stuff changes over time, man, due to life experiences, due to maybe somebody has a good point, and you're like, wow, never thought about it like that, 
You yeah. know, circumstances change. Well, teams are being bought. Now he's like, oh, okay, well, maybe we should expand it so that teams that aren't being bought can get in there because maybe they're really good teams, but it's going to be harder for them to go undefeated. You know, hey, Alabama, you're not just going to have a run at the SEC every year now. Now you have to compete with, you know, Georgia. You possibly have to compete with Tennessee. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could see why he is worried about that. So, but, but I mean, he, not nah, buddy, you made your bet. It's time to line it. <laughs> well, uh, do you got any games to watch in the NFL, man? I do. Uh, you're going to be shocked. I haven't chose your team at all this year. I have the Falcons and Commanders as one of my games to watch this week. Hmm. You okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I just realized that the Commanders actually have a winning record, so that yes. was th- that kind of shocked me a little bit. Um, I don't really know what to think about that one, but um, <laughs> I would say my game to watch is the Broncos and Panthers to see who gives it away the most, but. Um, to really, I think my game, my game to watch the ones, uh, the game I really want to watch, is going to be the Raiders versus Seahawks. Really? That's on. Yep, because uh, the Raiders seem they they got it going last week all together. Can you continue to keep it going? I don't see any other teams that are really like a powerhouse clash. I guess you could say the Bengals and Titans are, are, are possibly that's, a game to that's watch. That's my other one, but my, my other game to watch was the Patriots and the Vikings, and I have the Patriots winning. I think the Vikings bounce back, personally. When you, okay, Bill Belichick, after watching what the, the, the Cowboys did to them, you don't think he, he is going to replicate any of that? I think he's going to try, but I don't think he has the personnel that the... Cowboys I, have. I enjoy watching Kirk Cousins fall on his. I know, man. You don't like that man. I don't know why, do but not. you don't like that man. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Somebody should ask him, did he like that? You um, like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I, I just want to know. Well, man, I uh, I don't have any more topics. No, this sir. Is a relatively short show. Yeah, yeah, it was just a little bit, just a little bit, man. Um. Actually, no. I mean, it was kind of... No, 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 no. It was a short show. <laughs> yeah, it was a short show. I mean... It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So. It's uh, one of those weeks. It's 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 Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know if you're... Are you off tomorrow or... or, or no, I got to work for half a day. Uh, like, less than half a day. Okay. And then okay, I'm okay. off. Yeah, I, I took tomorrow off. Um, So, I, I have two shout-outs today. What um, shout-outs? Shout-out is also... Uh, first and foremost... Tomorrow is my son's birthday, so happy birthday, Tyrus. I what, love you. what? Yeah, he is turning 12. He already got his birthday presents because it's kind of hard to hide a gaming desk and a gaming chair. So, <laughs> um, Jeez. yeah, he, um, well, I caught a deal on it. I'm cheap. For y'all that don't know, I'm cheap. So, happy birthday to you, son. Um, we get to go home. I know you're happy about that. So, um, just wanted to throw that out there. And also, too, I wanted to give a shout-out to Will Compton from Bussin' with the Boys. Congrats on getting signed by the Atlanta Falcons this week. 
Different. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Hmm. What position does he play? Linebacker. Hmm. When did he get signed? Uh, about two, three days ago. I didn't see any news about it, but oh yeah, he got signed. It's all over the. Like, I, I I look at busting with the boys on Facebook. So like he's he's like ten years in. I'm still doing it. <laughs> hey, good for him, man. That's where it's at. So before we roll into my shout out, we skipped right you you my friend skipped right over this the uh, fact of the week. So oh, I did, I did, I did, I did. I, don't, I had to get that. It's my son's birthday. I'm excited for. Him. I agree. Do you got a stat? No, sir, I do not. Okay, well, I do. So, November 29th, 1934, right? The Detroit Lions was in the market of, uh, they had just bought the, the, the a radio host guy, just bought the team, moved them to Detroit. They're competing against the Detroit Tigers. So, he's trying to figure out how to market this new football team he's got so he decides he is going to do a game on thanksgiving it's the lions first thanksgiving day game but they played the bears they did play the bears how do you know they played the bears man jeez i just know it's like usually a rival game god that that conference i'm sorry (laughs) they they did play the bears my god but um that that's not the stat of the week. The stat of the week was going into that game. And remember, this is almost a hundred years ago. Going into that game, the Detroit Lions were ten and one, and the Chicago Bears were eleven and zero. What? To this day, that is the most combined wins by two teams to play on Thanksgiving in one game. That's pretty dope. 21 wins total. That's pretty dope considering that the Lions are, are, are a living proof of mediocrity. So so that is that is my stat. You know, happy Thanksgiving to all you uh, party animals out there. So um, my shout-out uh, is a little less happier than yours. Um I had uh, this this past uh, weekend. Uh, most of y'all know that I'm in the Marine Corps. Um, I'm, I have my unit here with you know in Tennessee with me, and uh, it's it's a reserve unit on the active duty side, and the reservists come in you know once a month and stuff like that. And uh, this past weekend, one of my Marines was uh, tragically killed in a car accident. So. Uh, I really just wanted to give a shout out to Clark, um, Corporal Clark. Man, um, it's sad. It still doesn't seem real that you know I'm expecting him to come back to drill next drill and uh, talk to me in his New York accent because he was from uh, from the Bronx. So uh, I was, you know, it's 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 hard, but um, you know, definitely going to be missed. Um, Really, man, I don't, I don't, I don't have much to say on that aspect. Um, I'm not real good with this stuff, but uh, I just wanted to kind of give the man a shout out because I, I feel like it was deserved. Uh, dude was a great guy, um, one of the one of the 
just most laid back Marines I've ever seen. Just cools the cucumber, you know, cools the other side of the pillow, whatever you want to call it, man. Dude, just laid back. And uh, he was 21, man, tragically lost his life in a car accident. So, yeah, man. I uh, don't really have too much more I want to, want to say about that. So, you know, R.I.P. Corporal Clark. We'll miss you, man. So, to a hollow. Yeah, man. So that, uh, I know that was a little more, a little sadder than, than normal shout-outs. But, uh, like I said, this is our platform. You know, other people have their platforms. And, and this is my opportunity to forever immortalize him in this episode and a shout-out. So, you know, you'll be missed, my friend. But uh, one day, one day. So... That's all I got, man. Um, the show was good. The show was good. Yes, like I said, it went long, but but we talked about some stuff. Had a good time. So, um, hey, everybody out there listening, if y'all want to get on the show, hit us up. We're actively looking for people to come on the show and talk with us, guests, um, reaching out to people and stuff like that. But come check us out. Check out our social medias. Vince and me uh, are going to, we're putting together another giveaway for the month of December. So stay tuned for that. Um, we haven't 100% locked everything down, but it's basically going to be a Christmas present from us to y'all. So pay attention, be on the lookout on our social medias, listening to the podcast, all that good stuff. So Yeah, absolutely. And, and guys, please be sure to enjoy your holiday. Fill your bellies, enjoy your time with your family, mm-hmm. and just enjoy yourselves. Um, I yep. am definitely going to eat a lot of turkey and ham. <laughs> Sit by the fire a little bit. and um, I love how you made sure to say that. <laughs> enjoy myself and some alcoholic beverages. Adult alcoholic beverages. Adult juice. Yeah, adult juice. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm going to have myself a good old time because I have not been home consistently as long as I have this this time around. It's been a while since I've been home for that, that long. Well, enjoy it. Everybody out there, enjoy your holiday. Be safe. And, uh, hey, until next week, we'll see you. Peace.